following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip and the official dip of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome into the star in Frisco alongside Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, now walking in the door. The Lion of Judah. You see that, my friend? Is that Micah Parsons on your shirt? <laughs> the Lion's always hungry. Lion's always hungry, right? <laughs> no. Hello. I don't know what the face was you just made walking Good day, into the studio. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. We've also got Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And gentlemen, how we doing? Surprise, Good. I'm here. Oh, surprise, he's oh, here. Wade's here, too. Hey, Wade. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm here. <laughs> that's, that's, that's for you. You didn't hear it. Wade? Yeah, Wade was in the background. When he got hired, that was from his press conference when he got hired. Oh. Your rookie season. Yeah. Right? I don't think I was listening. Yeah. I was you hadn't been drafted yet. I hadn't been drafted yet. I wasn't listening. Yeah. Surprise, I'm here. <laughs> These boots are back in Texas. Ooh. Guys, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Again, why do people use this, uh, does that make sense after everything? Why do people do that? Have y'all noticed the uptick in, does that make sense? It's for clarity. Is it? Yeah. Like if you say They're also right, right. I, I check right. myself on that. Right. I, I is that right. an overused word too? It is. Right. It's, it's a filler. It is. It's better yeah. than when, saying, you're, um, when you're done saying a statement, right? you go, right? right? I mean, it's like Mary had a little lamb. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. You kind of take offense to it a little bit. Yeah, like, like, yeah, 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 like I got it, dude. It's the yeah. easiest thing in the world. Yeah. It, does that make sense? I'm sorry. It's just on my mind. I had to get it off. Did somebody probably say it just now? Probably because I say it to Heckma all the time. <laughs> See? Is that where this is from? <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> it has to be. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, man, I have heard that phrase from Bean before. I, now that you said it, at first I was like, ah, oh, that's probably not what it was from. And then once you said it, you, yeah, I've heard that before from Beam. I wasn't even mad. Anyway. Beam's a smart guy, though, so like he's making sure we're on his level. Is that is right? ultimately I'm what it is. <laughs> I think that's what it I is. I said it to my kids a lot. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. no. That, yeah. There you go. We had a situation this morning. Direct. Too, so. oh, 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 no. That's not good. Not in the Beamer household. Uh, everybody doing all right? We've had a couple days now to kind of lull and mull over the Cowboys' loss to the Broncos. How was, how was the drop off? Not good. Really? Oh, no. Not good. Would you like to fill us in? Uh,. Dropped the kiddo off at daycare for the first time. Today. Are you about to cry? Oh, it didn't. It didn't. It's go rough, so bro. Good, man, that's. I got four of them. I know. We didn't. Yeah. We been there before. So that sucks. Yeah. 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 That was now, hard on the wife. You, I know. When you don't go anywhere for twenty months of your life, and yeah. then you're just kind of poof, dump them yeah. off. Yeah. I'm gonna sucks. power through though. I'm yeah. Gonna power through. That sucks. Yeah. So what? You gonna go get her at lunch then? <laughs> you're, gonna, it's, you're gonna make it to about 11:30, and then you're gonna go and get her. I might hop out there in the break. Yeah, come back. Do they have so. a camera? That, do they have a live feed that you can tune into? I, I don't think so. They said they'd send me pictures. How so. dare them not have technology? Mm. Yeah, I need a live feed, dog. Oh, yeah, my wife used to be all on the wife live feed. Yeah. Yep, they're doing this. Yep, they're going to this room. Boop. 
That's good. It's a good question to yeah. ask him. Well, yeah. if you needed to hop out, we would cheer you on out I, the door. Don't worry. I couldn't make it there in time. If I could, I probably would during the break. Yeah. There's, there's a guy in the building who has a helicopter. That's a good idea. So we've heard. Is it on the field today? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think so. <laughs> and I don't think so today. Cowboys not on the field today. they got to wait until tomorrow, until their first practice following the loss. But, Rob, any news and notes emerging from the coordinators and Coach McCarthy yesterday? Um, well, I'm, I'm thinking immediately from Jerry's segment just now on the fan. And the big question right now is Tyron Smith. Could he play this week? And to a man, everybody has said, we'll see with the ankle. It's about resting those spurs whatever he's dealing with there and how much pain he can he can deal with you know can he can he move laterally can he do all the things he needs to do they'll see how the week goes i it sounds like it's far from a certainty he will play so they have to prepare for other options like they did last week whether that's terrence Steele still at left tackle or not jerry said personally i'd be in favor for that but that's not not necessarily what they will do i have a question if you guys could say hey Tyron, just go ahead and take care of the this bone spur. Just just saying get that. Get it shaved it, down. Yeah, just get it shaved down, and he'll be out four to six weeks. Would you guys rather have that, or would you guys rather have the up and down, not really sure, can he go, can he play type scenario? Oh, he can make it worse. He Now he's out of two games, and oh, let's see if we can get him back, and then oh, he pisses it off again. Like, Which one would you prefer to have? I mean, we're we're pretty much in a perpetual limbo with injuries for Tyron anyway. So I mean, if you if we do that, then something else may flare up. I going back to going and just going back to the draft. I mean, there were guys that were talking about, look, man, we this is time for a left tackle. We need to start looking at certain aspects of our offensive line. But I understand what what you're talking about. I mean, his value, we see it now. And so, is this going to be an every week thing that we have to deal with? It's a high ankle sprain, and for me, I, I just it's I thought it's, it was a bone spur. But it's connected to the high ankle sprain, is what they're. And look, it's, we don't, I think it's a combination of gotcha. both. Because so, he had the high ankle sprain earlier in the year, and then the bone spurs were kind of what popped up and actually kept him out of the game. Gotcha. He played through the ankle, then the spurs. But to answer your question, to answer your question, no. I want, I want, come on back, mm-hmm. hurry up, get back. Mm-hmm. You know, and and look, man, we may have to deal with this later in the season. Um, it it may come back to bite us. I don't know. I'm just right now looking at Steele and what he put in after going back and watching it several times. He's just got to get better over there, man. They got to get him help this game for sure. Did he get better as the game went along when you looked at it on the tape? Because I felt like as the game went along, he, he had more success from a consistent standpoint. He still had his plays where he got blown up, no doubt. Late in the game, there were a couple of them that I circled specifically where he did not play well. But I think he strung together better snaps as the game went along. Whereas on the opposite side, I thought Lyle Collins got worse as the game went along. Nah, it was still, man. He still had a pretty bad game. Um, And there's been talk about how bad Lyle played as well. And then he had the holding penalty um, also. But... Look, man, I think all, I think all of those guys would agree we didn't have our best out at the offensive line. So it's not it's a lot of blame to pass around on that. And, and got again credit the Broncos for just attacking those guys and and making it where life was a living hell for Dak. Yeah, and and Dak had 39 pass attempts in the game, and pretty quickly it became a pass only type of game. And so that's that's hard on a young tackle, especially Terrence still mm-hmm. playing left side, who he's not used to doing. So. They didn't have the balance that would help him out in terms of from the game plan standpoint. So, yeah, I mean, I think you would expect him to be better the next week if he's got to play. Your question's a good one, Isaiah. And I asked McCarthy that last week about 
is rest just the the solution for Tyron? And he said, well, you know, it's part of it, but they don't think it's a long term thing. So it sounds like it's something they're going to try to manage, like with the Spurs thing. Yeah, Amari Cooper. I'm not saying it's the same thing, but he played through that last year and then yep. had the procedure done after the season and that's that's a wide receiver you know that's different than a, a tackle trying to play on it but you know he's obviously dealing with a lot of pain and a lot of mobility challenges so uh, i'll just have to see how it goes mm. and i i like the way that heckma put this a couple moments ago it was very eloquent outlining Tyron Smith, like it, it, it's a bone spur one day, it's an ankle sprain the other day, it's a neck the other day. I mean, it, you go further down the list and further into the schedule, you're you're going to feel like you have, uh, you're getting closer to a Tyron Smith injury. It's just get gotten to that point in his career. So, I mean, you're going to go back to the draft? Not yet. Okay, I'm not there yet because Michael. That's the other thing is is yes, I was really big on Rashawn Slater. I wanted Rashawn Slater to be the pick at 10 if he was available. Michael Parsons is playing out of his mind, and there's nothing I can say about that. He has made a significant impact on that defense, but it would have been nice to have Rashawn Slater as a part of this offense if Tyron Smith's not available, but hopefully you get him back, and it isn't a long-term deal. But if the longer had, he's out. If you had Slater instead of Parsons, is this defense what they are today? See, and I don't think so. You just firing right now. What's going on? Where the question you got? Question. Hey. <laughs> He's, he's not wrong. Where would this defense be without Micah Parsons in this last game? Yep. I mean, well, I mean, they would have lost. They would have lo- They would have lost. But you know what? Every sack he had got him the ball back, including got him off the field before the block punt that wasn't a block punt. It's true. Every play he made gave the offense an opportunity to do something with it. They just didn't do anything with it. It's a good point. Two and, and a half sacks. I'm not. I can't do the draft thing with you, man. No, it's okay. I can't. It's okay. I can't. You can't go back to last year and look at their defense and be like, "We're not going to help this defense with our top pick." I still. I still feel that way. Plus, he's a baller. No, and he he makes a significant impact on that defense. If he wasn't making an impact, I would be a little bit higher up on the on the horse of the the Rashawn Slater train. But because of the way that Michael Parsons is playing, I'm okay with it. I'm good with having 11 on our side because he's he's a baller and he's playing really well. But Tyron is a question moving forward. Are you waffling? I, I just I, obviously we You're don't wear his we t-shirt. Don't, we don't. <laughs> we don't. No, no, no. Mike and I, I'm not, not talking about that. I'm talking about the whole Tyron deal. You yeah. know, again, we don't know. I'm not. I'm not Britt Brown or Jim Mora. But if if from what I understand about Bone Spurs, if that is the the issue at hand, I'd much rather just take care of it. I'd much rather just take care of it. Just just like we, I'd much rather Dak just sat out. Right, instead of having this thing, how, is, are we aggravating it? Are we making it worse? Is it, is it staying kind of the same? Can he play? Can he go 100%? Like, just take care of it, and then let's deal with let's deal with the rest later. I'd much rather have Tyron later on in the year yeah. than to have this up and down seesaw. Okay, st- still we need you this week. Okay, we don't need you this week. Hey, still we need you again. Like, like yeah. I just rather if that is an option, if taking care of it is an option, and he's only gonna be out like four to five weeks, like most bone injuries, just 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 do it. Does the schedule coming up change your thought process on that, too? Nope. Because Kansas City, Las Vegas, New nope. Orleans on the horizon? No, because ultimately our, our battles are within the division. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not, I mean, that it'd be nice to have those games, obviously, because, you know, you want that first round bye and all yep. that jazz down the road. But our, our number one is, our number one is taking care of the division. And I feel confident that we can do that with or without Tyron. Does the, do the expectations change? for this team based off of what we saw on Sunday? Because I know earlier going into the week, no. and Heckman put this in our group message of 
the Cowboys were going into the week as number two, number three, number four, number five in these power rankings across the NFL. You drop a game like this, and it happens to every good team, even every great team, they're going to have a game where they just do not show up and they do not play well. But how much does it temper your expectations moving forward? Is this a, a, a something that maybe kind of takes you back a little bit from jumping out of the cake? No, nah, I'm out the cake. Um, but but I just <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, but you answered the, you answered the question. You answered it though. I mean, you know, good teams will have situations where they just have a stinker. They go out there and they get completely blown out by a team that shouldn't be on the field with them. It's not even close. Uh, and you you go back and you look over the season and you go, man, what happened right there? How did that happen? And you guys keep continue to say, did we expect them to be the Dolphins, go undefeated? We didn't. We knew that they were going to lose a few more games. We knew that that was going to be the case in this season. Would we have this kind of trap game lit down like we did last week? Yes, we needed to have that game. Now we can go into this Atlanta game with laser focus. What? I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> you're saying what happened right there. All I can think about is just uh, your kids having a blowout. It's just like, like your kids just had a blowout. Like you tried the Costco during the Costco uh, <laughs> diapers and it just didn't work. Go back to the Huggies or go back to whatever yes. else that works because that was a blowout. That was, that a, was blowout. a blowout. You was at the doggone state fair and your kid had a blowout and you're like, let's go have you take ever, care of this. Have you ever been? Have you ever been a part? Have you ever been a part of one of those blowouts? And you Sorry, know, Kyle, you don't understand. No, that. You know, I don't. The dads understand. Have you ever been a part of one of those blowouts? You see it, you smell it, but and then you like, ignore it. Bruh. Yesterday. Let your wife get I was at soccer training with my daughter, getting her some extra skills work. And this mom came in with her kid. And it's obvious, like, it's your kid's soiled. Yeah. And it's bad. Oof. And the mom's just acting like it's just not an issue. I'm like, yo. You got to do something about it. blowout. Yeah. <laughs> you got dump truck over yeah. here. Yeah. My wife would be like, God, she, she went again. <laughs> really? Oh, really? I, I never knew. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy I, hey, I got to get on a, on a call real quick. Yeah. Get back. Oh, jeez. That's um, bad parenting. Yeah, goodness, guys. A blowout in more ways than one. Well, that was the thing is whenever you said blowout, my, my first thought went to a tire. No. That's yeah. what I thought. I was like, that like, this year. Like, oh, why would you even say something like that? Yeah, but then I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. Nick Evans' column was flat tires. It was. Yeah, it was. It was actually a very good call. Uh, it's a different type. No, to, expectations are the same. My expectation is the same for this for this team, for this organization. The culture of this team has changed. But, you know, to that point, you know, guys start feeling themselves. That's the reality of the matter. That doesn't matter if if we came in here and told Heckman, hey, you guess what, Heckman, your dog going your dog fit it from the top down. We say it about 90% of the time. But if we said it 100% of the time, Heckman would start feeling some type of way. Heckman going to come in with a little <laughs> – his nose up in the air a little bit, right? So that's why we got to say it ninety percent of the time and not hundred percent. So they, everybody started telling them that they was feeling good, that right. they were looking good, that they were playing good, right. that their cultures changed, right? That they're playing fast and physical. Offense can't be stopped. Oh, but you know, Kellen Moore's in his bag. Oh, and Dan Quinn, he's he's screwing these things up. So guys start, oh, we can just show up. Nah, player, you can't. Nope. You, you we're playing against pros, right? I, I put that one little that little asterisk on there last week, right? We I talked about how. Denver was trash and all that kind of stuff because they were playing trash until they played the Cowboys and they showed up and we said I said what we have to still show up because mm-hmm. you're still playing professionals and they did not do that so that was a wake up moment right and now that they've had their wake up moment now guess what you can't just show up Dan Quinn didn't even talk about Atlanta yesterday right Dan Quinn said hey we're never talking about Atlanta we got some boop to clean up right. yep 
right? We got some stuff to clean up. We got we got to clean up that dog on blowout, right? Before we can think about putting on a new <laughs> pair of drawers. That's right. All right, so that's 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 where they're at right now, and you're gonna see the the old. <laughs> you're gonna see that old team come back. You want that old thing back? <laughs> Make sure you clean yourself properly clean yourself. before you put the new ones. Yeah. And if you're not using baby wipes out there, you get wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Got some bleep to clean up. <laughs> no, and I understand. And I completely understood where he was coming from. We have to, you know, dumpster dive and figure out where this thing, whole thing is going. And there's been so many different thoughts on this. You know, you hear guys like you know Michael Irvin say, "Just throw the whole throw the tape away. Don't even go back to this." Nah, and nah. It, I mean, but again, this this this. Different schools of thought. Absolutely. Uh, on it. Avo- I don't think avoidance is it, though. You can't. I don't think, I don't think, yeah. I think avoidance is it when you're dealing with a veteran team. Right. When you have a veteran team that knows exactly what the heck they're supposed to be doing. All right, fellas, let's not even look at that because y'all already know. I don't even have to say nothing to y'all. Yep. Right? Here's a new game plan. Y'all that's just, different. That's different. You're yeah. you're trying to instill a, a, a new way of yeah. thinking. You're trying to instill a new culture. We're seeing a lot of what we want to see in this new culture, but guess what? It's still not it's still not tatted on you. It's not branded, right? Yep. They haven't they're not they're not full frat yet. They're still in the doggone. They haven't crossed the line yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, they ain't got branded yet. So they they need to get branded. They needed that game right there to go ahead and slap them in the face. Now it's like, okay, now, now you're ready to cross over. Now you're ready to cross over. Now like, come out here and show me next week that you're ready to play. Plus, the other thing is Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, I, they must have said copycat league five times yep. in the last two days. That's part of the film evaluation. Mm-hmm. It's like Kellen said it, like it, what they had success against us doing, we're going to see that again. We'll probably see it Sunday against Atlanta Be- because, hey, it worked. And who's who's had any success against this team uh, this team's offense, really nobody. I mean, you could say San Diego to a certain degree with the points, but man, they've racked up yardage against them. It, nothing went right, and and Vic Fangio saying, "Hey, we played them the right way." We'll see. You know, we'll see because the, the Cowboys are going to make adjustments too, and they're going to get Michael Gallup back this week, and that's going to help huge. Um, and Dak Prescott's not going to complete what was it thirty something percent of his passes again he's yeah. not going to do that again so uh but they've got to evaluate it and they and, and you know i think you respect your opponent but i wonder how much of this was you know you win this emotional game on sunday night Dak comes back and you just kind of breathe a sigh of relief a little bit you know it just kind of not that you don't respect denver because I, and dan quinn said i didn't see any evidence that we weren't we didn't respect this no. opponent but but did they just kind of take a deep breath mm-hmm. And they got punched in the mouth, and maybe they weren't mm. expecting that mm-hmm. from a team that just traded away its best player. You know, who needed this game more, Dak or Kellen Moore? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I'm gonna say Dak. I'm gonna say Dak because of the time that he was off. I mean, just to get back in rhythm with the offense. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I can obviously without not having a lot of uh, thinking on it. I'm just gonna yeah, say yeah, Dak. For sure. I'm gonna say Kellen Moore mm-hmm. because. You think so? He'd yeah. been like you said earlier. He'd been filling himself a little bit. Everything he he touched turned to gold from the first seven weeks of the season. Everything he had touched turned to gold, and there was really nothing he could do wrong. Well, guess what? It, I mean, sometimes that gold turns into a bean stock. I don't know if that's the right fairy tale or whatever the heck it is, that's cool. but that's fine. I'm not a dad, so. Uh, but I got you, though. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't work out every time. You needed a wake up call from a coaching staff standpoint in this game as much as you did, and now it's on to self scouting. You're going to have to self-scout what did you do wrong moving forward because if you don't figure it out, it's it's now a blueprint. The I'm rest gonna, of the league knows it. I'm going to go with Heck. I'll say Dak just because you guys are right. I mean, 
Kellen, he's a young coordinator. Hey, it's the chess game. Like he saw an adjustment that didn't work for them. So how do you adjust yourself? I think for Dak, he's the leader of the team too. So he's the guy on the field, vocal, relaying the message to the guys about you got to bring it every day. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think his role on the team, not only just being the quarterback, I think that's important for him to to have seen that. And now, how do they respond? It's going to be interesting to see how they respond Sunday. I love Vic Vangio pounding his chest, saying that you know we did it right. You know, and I hope everybody else does the same thing because we'll burn them down. We'll so you know, it'll be five hundred. You know, it'll be five hundred yards a game uh, if they play us that way. Uh, you so mean man coverage and yeah, and absolutely. Not you every know, team st- can do that. You know, I keep mean. that same energy. You know, come right back in here and, and and play that same defense. And Dak had an off night, but the Denver Broncos did. Yeah, you know, those guys were aggressive. There were certain things that we did in the game that you were just like, whoa, they were all over that. So whatever we did to tilt our hat to show them what we were doing, they studied those tendencies. And they took advantage of it. We have to adjust. I'm, I'm going to say Kellen Moore. I'm going to say Kellen Moore because Dak had a bad game physically. Mm-hmm. Physically, he had a bad game. I don't know. I, I didn't see too many mental errors from my, our understanding of the offense. I didn't see too many mental errors or bad decisions in that regard. I did see a lot of physical physical issues with him. He was not on point. His his technique was was, was shot to crap. His delivery was, was not there. His accuracy was not there. All that. I think we saw those things. Kellen Moore, for the first time this year, we I did not sense that Kellen Moore dialed up anything specific for Denver. Mm-hmm. I felt like every game, every game we've had this year, you've seen something like, oh, shoot, Kellen Moore, he dialed that up. He right or ready. he, he had bag. that ready for these guys, right? Whether it's in the first fifteen or whether it was later on in the game, the week before last, what do we see? Dog on the new wishbone, right? We ain't never seen that before. Week before that, we were seeing double passes. The week before that, we're just, every week it's been something that has kept that defense at bay. For the first time, I feel like Kellen Moore came out and was just like, yeah. Here and how hard is that to do when you only have the ball for 19 minutes and you're oh, down by absolutely. You know? No, 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 for sure. For sure. I totally get it. But but we've seen – I'm not debunking what no, you're no, saying. No, no, I'm I agree. Just, I'm no. asking you, like, if you're down by that much, yeah. how hard no, is it, it throws, to stay it in your, your bag? Game, it throws your game plan all the way off. That first 15 goes out the window, right? If you come out and get busted in the mouth, you're down by two touchdowns, whatever it may be, you, you know, you, things have to change. Yeah. Things have to change. But I, I feel as if Uncle Rico came to town. He was out there. Uncle Rico. And Fangio was, was, was Uncle Rico. It oh. was like, oh, I got your number. Yeah, you ain't seen this young buck. He chucked it over the mountains. So. He chucked that thing over. I bet you I could throw this ball over that year mountain. And Kellen Moore said, yeah, right. And Uncle Rico threw that thing over the mountain. Right. And now <laughs> Kellen Moore has to go back and say, crap, I, maybe I do need to go with my bag every single week for 17 weeks. That's. I mean, that said, there were some – some of it's execution. I mean, there's oh, of course. drop passes and and, and Dak throws. missed some throws. Yep. That's the thing about those fourth downs. It's like I had no problem with the first fourth down. Second fourth down, it's two yards. Maybe you're a little too confident there. Yeah, fourth but down. He should have made the play. Like Dak said it. I should have that's a throw he can make a million times in his sleep. In his yeah. sleep. yeah, it and, wasn't and, like there weren't holes in the Denver defense. Correct. They weren't suffocating to the point where Dallas just couldn't do anything. I mean, yeah. There were options and there were opportunities, and I mean the execution just was not yeah. there. And that goes back to what we had talked about yesterday, and then really for the first twenty minutes today about that just not being a game that this Cowboys team is used to seeing. I know we got a break. Break. I just yeah. want to say one more thing about Tyron. I just looked at the schedule. They, they got four games coming up in eighteen days, so I wonder how much that factors in too. 
because can you expect that's him? A lot. That's I mean, it's a it, that is a difficult that's stretch. A lot, and I asked Mike a couple weeks ago about Tyron practicing. He said, you know, we're getting, and he said it again yesterday. We're getting to that point of the season with vet guys. Maybe we're not practicing them as much. I'm interested to see how they manage this. You know, if he, even if he's not playing this week, how does it work the next? Stretch yeah. coming up to Thanksgiving. And this because, is the first time having to deal with 17 games. Yes, there's an extra game. But oh, it's a lot of games crunched together for a guy That's who's a who's dealing with a, a nagging ankle injury. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah, got to find some some opportunity to rest, even though there's not a whole lot of days in between those games. Man, four games in 18 days? That's crazy. Man, my math sucks, but I think and that's right. That's pretty wild. I, I believe Do the quick it. math. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the quick <laughs> math. You guys should hear that clip from our game on Friday. It was awful. All right, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're taking your fan calls, listening hey. to Cowboys Nation, 888-855-2297. Give us a call. We'll take your questions when we come back right after this. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Nice. Nice twist. That was fantastic. That was new. Very well done. Yeah, the wink to the camera was new. I like it. it. Trying to keep you on your toes. Switch it up a little bit. You see how one with the left hand too? Bro, I am ambidextrous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. We've got callers on the line. Anthony from Miami. You're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going? 
What's going on, Cal? How y'all doing, fellas? Man, we doing good. good. Fantastic. Man, jealous that you in Miami and I'm in Dallas. <laughs> That's Don't it. worry about it. I'll be, I'm heading up there, man, for the new year, man. There you I'm go. Heading up there to see some friends. So, hey, I don't call just because of Cal. I do call because of Cal because of the loyalty and the respect because he was a producer, just like Beam. And if Beam had a show, I would call him. But I actually call you guys, knowing that I'm hanging with the boys guy. I call you guys because you guys got great camaraderie, man. And I love the show. So I'm going to watch it regardless. Oh, good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, let's go. All right, man, since Tampa, the things I asked for, you know, the running game, the force in the running game has happened. Dak not throwing all the many passes and still being efficient and us winning. I said that, it's happened. Now, this game, sorry, hey, we had to take your daughter out for her to see this massacre, man. <laughs> man, it's like, it's like, we, okay, players-wise, players-wise, we were out, we were out played. Yeah. Now, check this out. We were out will. Mm-hmm. We were out hearted. Right? We were out-hearted. Right? Coaches, we were out-schemed, and we were out-coached. It's no excuses. People are saying, Nance, they're saying, Nance, wake up, call, punch in the No, they kick your butt. It's simple <laughs> as that. Two things that worry me, though, moving forward, and I'll finish on this. KZ has not been the same safety man since this incident. I don't know if y'all noticed this. I don't know what this guy's doing back there, man. I don't know if he needs a replacement or what. And on the left tackle thing, let me tell you something, buddy. Should have stayed on the right side because even if we give him another chance, that thing with that when the guy jumped on his back, that could have been bad for that ankle and that calf. Yes, man. sir. So mm-hmm. We got to think about that moving forward. So I love y'all guys, man. Like I said, I'm gonna be calling both shows here and there. So love y'all. Still listening. All good. Now, the man. Oh, Dade County. That's the real Anthony right there yeah, from man. Miami, and yeah, he's a he's a constant caller on hanging with the boys all the way from when I was doing the running the podcast back there when I first so you're got saying here. There's a chance. There's always a chance. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I like I liked what he had to say there because the Terrence Steele thing is is certainly a, a worry. Dak Prescott. That's the blind side. You got to find a way. To, to protect him, especially when he's dealing with a couple of these nagging injuries. But what did you guys think about what he had to say? I, I it was a good call. I mean, I, I think I think there's two ways you can look at this loss in this start to the season. You can have the glass half empty approach and say we're we're talking about the same concerns that we talked about in training camp, going into training camp. Swing tackle, run defense, yes, like safety, tackle depth, yeah, yep. and and. Those as you go forward, those are still spots. Backup quarterback. Yeah, those are still well. Eh, Cooper Rush is. I know. I'm just throwing it out there. Rush was in his bag. Uh, those are still <laughs> things that you look at and say, ah, this this could this could bite us at some point. And then the half full approach is there's a lot of evidence that this is a good football team and that when they play with a certain energy level and bring it uh, and finish plays, that was the biggest thing everybody keep talking about, especially on defense. They didn't finish plays. <laughs> They didn't. Uh, there weren't enough hats to the ball in the running game. Those kind of things. That is energy type of play style that you can fix. That's fixable. So I don't think it's it's too early to panic about this loss. But stuff's got to get fixed in a hurry because look, man, all it takes is one bad game like this in January, and you're done. You're done for the year. Mm-hmm. Rather have it now, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah. So Danny McCray and I were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Better, rather- have, it, better have it now. You know, one of the things that you can control in life, and I talk to my kids about this, is effort. You know, is your effort. You can be on time, being on time, and effort. You know, those are just the things that you can control. And and I feel like 
you know, the effort was not there for the team. We had a bad day, and we're going we're gonna to bury this game, get rid of it, and look forward to the next game. But, you know, you, you talk about the, the not finishing plays and that whole uh, – I love what Dan Quinn talks about, the 2.3 seconds to end the play. You know, being on top of the, the offense before it even gets started, before those big gash plays even happen. When you miss 14, when you miss 14 tackles and – Teams have those long drives like they have on you. It's almost impossible for your offense to have any kind of rhythm to be in a ball game. So, look, this was a bad one, and, and we just have to chalk this one up as what it is. I don't really have much to add. I mean, that's that's it. That's it. No, I agree with, with both of you guys there as well. Let's go to Ted in Houston. Ted, you're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going? How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Um, First time caller, I just wanted to say uh, great show. And um, I think Naseki played better at the left tackle than Still, and I'm not sure why they made that switch to move Still to left tackle. I just wanted you guys to touch on that and see if that would be an option going forward if Tyron Smith is out. Yeah, well, man, thanks for calling, man. I can tell you right now, they, Heckman told them not to play Naseki. So that's <laughs> that's really how that decision went down. Um, you, called nah. the, you called on the red phone. Yeah. You said this is what I think, <laughs> the direct line. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Kellen. <laughs> yeah. the um, I don't know, man. I mean, they go through camp, right? Um, camp is the biggest evaluation period. Preseason is the biggest evaluation period. Uh, <laughs> coaches make their depth charts based upon what they see um, in both of those things. OTAs, camp, training camp, or um, preseason. They came out of that feeling like Terrence Steele was the best swing tackle. That's what the reps showed uh, leading up to the season. Um, and then Terrence Steele backed that up by filling in for Lyle when he had to step out after the first game. He showed why he was that dude. Um, yes, Naseki came in there when, uh, earlier, you know, a couple games ago when when, uh, when um, Tyron had to go out, and he did a, he did an okay job. He did an okay job, but I think that Terrence still earned the right to be that next man up, and now that he's that next man up, now that the starter is back, I um, mean, Lyle Collins, guess what? You're still the number one, the next man up on swing tackle. So guess where you go? You swing over to the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality of the depth chart. Um, Now, what we see this week, who knows? But in terms of what we saw last week, that was his right, you know, his his, his rightful rightful place um, on that left side. So you think when Tyron's back, you think LC just stays at that spot? Yeah. And, And Terrence is now the swing tackle? Yes. Okay. What do you think? No, I mean, I... I agree with everything this guy said. I just feel as though Nenseki almost sent Everson Griffin to the Hall of Fame in just a half, <laughs> you know, and that was not good. Uh, and if he'd had a whole game to play, then it would it would even been worse. You know, I just think we've been trying because of our insecurities at the swing tackle position to kind of be overstocked at that position. And look, at some point, we're going to have to go ahead and say that this guy is our swing tackle and we still don't feel good. I don't think we still feel any better about the left guard position because people are talking about yeah. moving Connor Williams out who's in a contract situation as well so look offensive line wise again I just have to say we had our, our worst day and I, I'm not going to give up on Terrence Steele I gave up on him last year I felt like he you know with the starts that he had man there's no good we need to move on he's shown us otherwise and that's why coach Philbin is the coach and developer and teacher that he is and so I trust that it's a good call and a good question I, I will say I thought fans wanted best five I thought that's what fans 
want to see. And that's what they that's what they did. That's what they put that's out. That's what there. they tried to do. Because I think that's that's the line of thinking there. Because I don't think it was an easy decision for Mike McCarthy. He does not want to change out two spots out of five if he can help it. And that's what they did. And Joe Philbin told us during the bye week that really Terrence Steele, left tackle, could probably do it. Right tackle's more his home. So I think they wrestled with that. And but I will say, I said this on the pregame show. People within the organization, they, they really like Terrence Steele's approach for a young guy. He's going to work at it. So I wouldn't discount him being better at that spot next time if he has to play it than before. Yeah. Was not good, no doubt. Whole line struggled. But I, I, they, they believe in this young guy. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it's a little bit better coming up this week against Atlanta. Now, we're going to take a break. Steve from New Jersey will hit, will hit you here in just a couple of seconds, but we need to take our second commercial break. We'll be right back here on Talking Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf, Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay. Apply now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. You know, I didn't even think about this the other day. I was in the parking garage walking to my truck. I have a little, like, fender bender up front. My truck looks like it's frowning on the front. I need to go to Caliber go Collision. Go for you see Caliber Collision. Why, I haven't done that yet. I don't know. I'm I'm missing a boat. Missing the boat there. <laughs> yeah. i got to go to Caliber. How dare you. They, they'll take care of, of me, for sure. Uh, all right. Let's go to Steve from New Jersey, who's on the line. And, Steve, I heard you're pretty fired up this morning. Woo! How's it going? Well... Not fired up, guys. Just to let you know, um, I've come a long way. My, I used to always get my cowboy news through Dallas Cowboys Weekly when I was a kid. So um, I'm in my mid-50s, so your shows are just 
tremendous to me. I love you guys. Well, thank uh, you so much. Steve, man, we love awesome, you, bro. Scoop Steve. Personally, and I'm in Giant Land where I live up here at the shore. I'm in uh, Giant Eagle territory, so I'm always getting harassed, man. Um, listen, I'm going to talk to you about Demarcus Lawrence. I'm really not a fan of the guy. I think they overpaid him. Uh, he was his, he was Jerry's war daddy for those two years, and that he led the league in sacks, where he had. He was up there since putting pen to paper. Um, I don't think he's lived up to the twenty million dollar contract. Um, in my opinion, um, when you get paid twenty mil, you 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 have to produce. And quarterback pressures to me and whatnot, they just don't bring it home. So I, I almost when you guys are talking about this. The last couple of years, really since the Ram game, that playoff game a couple of years ago when we were getting killed up the gut in that playoff game, uh, to me it always seems like in the middle we have not been able to develop any D-tackles. And I think Gallimore, just because he brings more beef, can can help more, in my opinion, man. So uh, I know D-Ware is, you know, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is, I think he's good. I just think Jerry overpaid for the guy, in my personal opinion. Well, we appreciate your call, Steve, all the way up from the Jersey Shore. Behind enemy lines. Behind enemy lines and, and bringing in the Surgeon, maybe. big time uh, thought process there. What do you, I don't think he's alone in that thought process by any means, talking about Demarcus Lawrence and how he technically was overpaid by Jerry Jones. And I think from the amount of time that he's played and made an impact, you could argue it both ways. It's right on the line, but... I don't think it was the worst contract the Cowboys have had in that amount of time. But what do you guys think on that? They missed him Sunday. Yeah, they missed him a lot Sunday because he's mm-hmm. he. I, I always say it, and yeah, fans want to see sacks, and I get it. I mean, that's that's a large reason why you're getting paid. But yep. leadership. edge edge leadership for sure. Um, play style, like he he's going to bring it. So I think that would have added to what they needed Sunday. I think the other thing, too, was edge containment. They, they A lot of those runs, those stretch runs bouncing outside, he is so good at setting the edge on the left defensive end spot. And they missed that Sunday. They missed that a lot. It was a big reason why they struggled against the run. Yeah, I think we missed, more than in physical, I think we missed his leadership this past week. I think when you're in a game like that where – you need somebody to really step up, not only step up and make a play. Parsons stepped up and made multiple plays, but you can see after he made the play, he just kind of stayed in his own little bubble, right? Because I'm still a rookie and I don't want to. You need call, that to be contagious. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need <laughs> to call anybody out, right? So I think D Law would have potentially provided that leadership to call people up and like, hey, get your boop together, because there's no way we about those these cats coming here and dragging us like this. Maybe he maybe he would have maybe he wouldn't have but what we what I know um, about about D Law is he probably would have been that voice and mm-hmm. in, in, on that field that day. How much does that make a difference in a professional locker room like that? It's important because you need you need you need accountability, right? You need accountability. If I see you doing something stupid out in out in public, Kyle, I'm gonna call you out. Right, Good. I'm, I'm gonna call you out because you're, because you're my bro, right? So that's the responsibility that you have. I don't need you to like me. I don't. I don't even need you to care for me that day, right? But I, but that's my responsibility is to make sure that that I check you when those things occur. And the same thing happens in that locker room, right? Those guys are all brothers. So when your brothers aren't when they're, when they're getting punched in the mouth and they're, out, they're not fighting back, what we say yesterday, heck, you better you better throw them hands up. Oh, yeah. right? You better throw them hands up and punch back. I don't care if you if you missed, but you better doggone punch back um, because that's not what we do here. We don't lay down. 
No, I think the expectation comes with the money that he was paid. And, you know, we haven't had double-digit sacks for him from him in years. And the fan base is getting frustrated with that. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, even in, you know, the run game, we've seen him be stout. Uh, but all the talk about him being chipped and double-teamed, that's not true either. You know, so there's the pressure's on him reasonably so. Uh, and, and he has to live up to it. And, and I'm sure he understands that when the team starts to evaluate where they are with contracts, he's going to have to be one of those guys to put the number numbers uh, together as well. Him being hurt is not helping him. Uh, as far as where this team is right now, I agree with Isaiah. They need him. They need that leadership on that side because when you have the young guy being the one that's the apex out there, you want to have your veteran guy also peak everybody up. Right now, I don't know if if um, Micah feels comfortable with being a verbal leader in the, yet. He's not time. there. He's just Yeah, exactly. It takes time. But Demarcus Lawrence getting him back and, and Dan Quinn even talking about him on some on those stunts and different things where he's going to be valuable. We see Randy Gregory doing it uh, and showing his value, but what about both of those guys working together? And I, I know that's going to make us a lot better, but I also want to point to what he was saying about developing uh, a defensive tackle. Steve, this guy Osa Digizul, I don't know if you're watching him, but man, he is definitely a work in progress and he is making, doing some really good things out there. What I really question right now is what's going on with Bohanna? You know, what's happening with Bohanna? Why has, hasn't he been able to make the impact that we thought that he could make? Because right now, it's just not there. Can I answer that question Please. real quickly? He's a sixth-round pick. We put too much expectations on Quentin Bohanna as a rookie. I mean, he's a big trash can full of dirt. I mean, he is a big dude who takes up space. He's not going to create pressure. He's supposed to be there on the run defense. But in the end, if he was a really good, talented Trash bag or a trash can full of dirt that's taken up space, he would have gone in the third round or the fourth round. He went into the sixth round because teams over and over and over and over and over again passed on him. And then as soon as we picked him up from the sixth, it was like, oh my gosh, here's our run stopper. That's not necessarily fair to him if we're expecting him to do that in the first 10 weeks of his career. I think that's a, that's a little bit quick. I'm guilty of it as well. I saw it in training camp just like how you guys did and said, hey, he could turn into a, a pretty good player here even as a rookie, and he hasn't had any impact. That's, that's just expectations we were off there. Yeah, in the heat of battle, I don't think anybody cares where he was drafted. And, and we're just looking at but him. But that's for, what I'm saying. I'm saying the expectations, the expectations for us to jump the gun and say, this six-rounder is about to be a starter at the nose tackle spot is a little bit well, out of the case. And Osa probably raised our expectations for the, for the rookie class, too, just what he's done as a third-round pick in that, on that line. Justin Hamilton, to, to your question, I mean, has taken his snaps. And mm-hmm. it was a tough day for everybody up front, oh, I think, geez, in, yeah. in that last game. But, yeah, I mean, Hamilton gave them good snaps last year. It's just Not last you know, week. No, they wanted they wanted to keep all this draft class together, and they've had Hamilton on the practice squad, and Brent Urban is not in there too, and that that That's might be true. affecting this this interior defense too. I expected without Brent Urban being in the fold, I expected Bohanna to get more steps, and he still didn't get any though. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's going to make it interesting uh, when Gallimore comes back. Yep. How is Neville going to be used, and and how is that rotation going to look? Because, you know, just go back to the play the, on the goal line, man. Our guys were getting pushed all the way back into the end zone, and that just didn't look good. But, again, we had a bad game. I don't expect for these guys to come out there and play like that versus Atlanta, especially the way that you know Denver was decimated at the offensive line, and they still had success in the running game. Man, three missing three starters and just blew – us off the ball. Yeah. Blew the Cowboys off of the ball. <laughs> uh, not no, no excuses. But 
Guess what? We get to put this one in the rearview mirror now. Is it done? We don't have to talk about this Is one it over? anymore. Thank you. We can oh. reference it in the future, but we are not talking about this game any longer. Tomorrow we move on to Atlanta. It's the Atlanta offense versus the Cowboys defense. What do the Cowboys do to pick things up on Dan Quinn's side of the football? We'll talk about it tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and the great Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!